The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. This past Chalamoid, so if you remember what Pesach was like, Pesach with a large family, Baruch Hashem, is always hectic. So it's like Erev the second days. And my wife ordered me out with the kids. Well, actually, I should say she asked me to take the kids out. But I wanted to uh, supersede it before it turned into an order. So I told them all to pile into the van, and I said we're going on a excursion. And they asked me where we're going, and I told them that it was a surprise. And after we uh, rounded the block a couple of times, they sort of said to me, sort of said to me, uh, is it a surprise for you also, Ta? said a little bit, you tell me where do you want to go, okay? You tell me where do you want to go. So everyone started screaming, the older ones said if they see the Prospect Park Zoo one more time, they're going to turn into a monkey, and the other kids said, no, we don't want to hate the aquarium, and I said, listen, as far as my mission over here, okay, I have to keep you out of the house for the next three hours. I don't care if we continue to go around the block three hours. So either you people decide where we want to go, if not, you know, everything is just fine with me. So they were all quiet. And I had like this shtickle idea. I had a shtickle idea, kind of a brainstorm. And I went, I traveled toward the airport. When they realized that we're on the Bell Parkway and we're getting closer and closer to the airport, so the kid said to me, Ta, where we're flying to? This is like Air of Yom to 12 o'clock. <laughs> so we're not flying anywhere. So where are we going? I thought it would be a nice idea if you see the airport. Just go to the airport. You want to go home? I will go to the airport, okay, you know. They'll do me this great favor, they're going to go to the airport with me. Okay, so we make it to the airport. And I said, that you know how a Jew thinks, anything that's for free is always a little bit enticing. And they have this uh, air train that goes from terminal to terminal, which is really nice, you got a good view over there, and doesn't cost any money. And I figured uh, it would be a nice thing for the kids. So I explained to them what we're going to see. No, What? So I said, look, you went to an amusement park, right? If you were stood on line for four hours and you paid three bucks a head for 30 seconds of going on a ride, that would be okay. This is for free. What do you want? It's more exciting. It's nice. I'm telling you, see the whole, the plane's going up, the plane's going down. It's really, it's... Okay, they were a little skeptical, but being that their other alternative was coming home and helping with the dishes, they, uh, they continued on. So we get to the airport, and one of my kids says to me, you know, that you're wearing a strimal and a bekesha, and he says, there's not going to be like too many... F-. Well, she said it in a nice way, one of my daughters. But she, what she meant to say is that too many normal people aren't in the front people aren't in the airport two hours before this man. Like, you're going to be pretty much the only ones there. So, you know, it's going to be a little like... You know, I said, listen, the way people are dressed today, coming from all of you, you're worried about my shrimal. But as we got there, I'm beginning to think, like, what a wacky idea. You know, take them on a the train, just going round and around. And here I am, uh, shrimal and Bekersha. And I said, maybe, just maybe this is not not the right thing to do. I was just wondering, maybe, maybe this isn't the thing to do. Anyway, we got there, we get up to the platform. What should I tell you? This is Chalamoid. It's packed with everyone from Borough Park and Flatbush. <laughs> I thought I was the only one that had this. This platform is like covered tile to tile with macaroons and banana peels and orange peels and cracked off pieces of matzah and and it was, it was as Hamish as you can get, you know what I mean? <laughs> the poor people that had to take a train from terminal to terminal were a little bit confused trying to figure out what's going on, you know. But, uh, so we get onto the train and the kids are having a blast. Now, it takes all of 10 minutes, okay? It takes all of 10 minutes for the train to make the circuit around the airport. 
It takes all of 10 minutes. That's it. But we're going around like for an hour. The kids, they're so excited. They're waving, you know, as the oncoming train comes, they're waving to all the other kids in the class, and they're, like, they're really liking it. <laughs> we come to a station. Door opens up, and in walks a gentleman. He has, a, you know, wings in his lapels, and he's in uniform, and he's pulling one of those suitcases on wheels. He's obviously a pilot, and he's standing, look, looking around, trying to figure out what was going on. He looks like he just came from, you know, Afghanistan or wherever it is, but he hasn't seen anything like this yet, you know. So I told one of my kids to please get up for him, you know. He says, no, he tells me, I've been sitting for the last uh, 16 hours, he says, and it's really not necessary, it's really, really not necessary for me to... No problem. I don't mind standing. You're sitting the last 16 hours, so where are you flying in from? He tells me China, okay. Then he looks around and he looks at me and he says, you mind if I ask you something? Now whenever someone says, do you mind if I ask you something? You know that you always mind, but you can't tell them that you mind because that would be impolite. So I said, no. He says, don't tell me these are all your kids. <laughs> so I say to him, nah. I said, some are in Israel, some are home helping my wife. These aren't all of them, these are like, uh, you know, part of them. So he's like a little taken aback. But I says, you serious? He says, yeah. So we're schmoozing, and uh, we had a nice conversation. And after a while, he says to me, he says to me, uh, Rabbi, uh, where, which terminal are you looking for? Can I help you? <laughs> I'm like a little, I'm not sure, you know, when I see it, I'll recognize it, you know, stop funfining. He says, well, let me see your ticket, and I'll be able to tell. I said, no, you can't see my ticket. <laughs> Why not? Electronic ticket. Oh. And you know how when you start lying, you start chasing your own tail, we're going around and around. And he's asking more and more questions, and I'm like, really falling apart here on the witness stand. So finally I say to him, well, to be perfectly honest with you, sir, we're not going anywhere. We're just going around the airport. How long have you been doing this? So the last hour and a half. He's quiet for a while, and then I guess out of the lack of anything better to say, he says, why? So I said, look, I didn't start the conversation with this guy. He started it, okay? So I said to him, you see these kids? I said, they have no television at home. They don't have computer games, and therefore it's my obligation to, to make sure that they have quality time. I just spend time raising them, and I take them places. And in this day and age, it's hard to find places that are, you know, meet standards, certain standards that we have. So an airport where we meet such wonderful people like pilots, uh, you know, this is a good place to go. And we talk about family and different things. And he's about to walk out. He's about to step out, and he makes a very interesting comment. Makes a very interesting comment. He says, you know something, I'm not going to tell you he said it in this many words, this is sort of what he said. He said, you know, I fly the world from one side of the world to the other. And he tells me that we fly for three weeks, okay, and we have one week at home. That's how it goes. We fly for three weeks, and we have one week at home. So you would think one week out of four weeks is like a pretty good uh, vacation time. He says, it's not really that way, because if I live in Denver, and my flight route ends me in Australia, so I, you know, by the time I get back, it's, it, it, I don't really have, and then I've got to be back to Australia to pick up the, the route. I really have no time at home. He says his wife left him. How could he blame her? Being alone so many years, he has one daughter that sends him like a Lashana Toiva card, every six Shemitah or something. Uh, he really has no family, he has no nothing. <laughs> what should I do for you? And as he's walking out, he, he makes this observation. He says, says, you know something? 
He says, you mind if I say this? He goes again, if I mind if I say it. No, sure not. He says, you're going nowhere. Thanks. But you're going everywhere. He says, you have a family, you have a life, you have your children. He just looks at, he says, I fly the world. I know exactly where I'm going. I know exactly where I'm landing. And he pulls out this like little palm pilot. He says, I have my itinerary for the next year and a half. He says, I know 0600 hours we're leaving to China. I'm leaving to China. I know exactly where I'm going and where we're landing. I know it exactly. I wanted to ask him which airline he works for, if he knows exactly that takes off on time. Always. My story, the Yid that's standing behind the... standing in line, and there's a Yiddle standing over there, an old European Yid, and he tells the ticket agent, he says, see this duffel bag? I wanted to go to Puerto Rico. And this hat box? I wanted to go to Brussels. And this suitcase? I wanted to go to London. She says, sir, that's impossible. He says, why you say impossible? You did it last time. Right? I want to say which, which airline he's working for, that everything is like so perfect and everything. So, okay. So, he tells me, I know exactly where I'm going. But what am I, you know, I'm making money. But what for? I'm making money, maybe I know exactly where I'm going. But what's my life all about? I have nothing. I have nothing in my life. He says, you're going nowhere. But you're going, not going everywhere. And he walked out and he left me with those words. Which is really something to contemplate, something to think about. You can go nowhere and you're going everywhere. And by the same token, you can be going everywhere and you're really going nowhere. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.